What's good? You're listening to Wasted Radio. My name is Matt, and this is the only place on the internet where you can hear live vinyl spun directly out of my collection. I'm here with my friend Andy Ward from Watcher. What's going on, Andy? What's up, buddy? How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? You're getting pretty good at that intro. I Man, I know. Do you know, <laughs> like, I, I'm 20 episodes in. Really? But I've wow. done the intro like over 200 times. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'll just fucking sit well, here. Well, we just did it twice today. Like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> right? Hey, you know what? Like I always say, if it's worth doing, do it twice. Right? Or 10. <laughs> so Andy is in uh, town here in Altoona because Bushido Code is doing a, I guess, belated release show. Yeah. Yeah. Because right? like everybody else, I got fucked with COVID. So, dude, you know, COVID has become probably. Oh, man, it's it's like a necessary thing for me to discuss on this show when I have bands right. on. Because yeah. everybody either got screwed on pressing, mm-hmm. or they got screwed on shows, or they got screwed on both. Yep. And it's come up with Ace, it came up with uh, John Concrete, um, it, came, it comes up with everybody. You yeah, it's affected everybody. It. I hate it. Right. It drives me crazy, because like, even to this day, like every day you open up your phone, it's like COVID. You can't yep. get away from it. Yeah, um, it's the dark horse in the room. It really is. Yeah. Like it's the dark horse everywhere. But uh, regardless, so they got screwed on that. They're getting a release show tonight. Super happy for them. I'm even happier that you guys are going to be playing. Unfortunately, yeah. like I told you earlier, I'm not going to be able to be there. I can't. You know, I got that childcare <laughs> issue. Um, but that's okay. Um, you guys are still playing. Uh, Watcher over COVID released uh, your first tape. Yeah, yep, the Black Sessions EP. Bold move. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things, do you sit on it, do you wait? But So we released the single. The single did really well, a lot better than we thought it would do. So, like, fuck it. We have it. It's recorded. It's ready. Let's do it. Right, yeah, and and why not? I mean, so tell me a little bit about the lineup of Watcher. So you obviously were in Final Stand from Clearfield. Um, and you guys had a good run back in the day. Yeah, a long time um, ago. Yeah, yeah, that was a while <laughs> back. Um, first of all, when did Final Stand break up? Oh, man. So Final so Final Stand was a band before I joined, and, and then I joined, I played bass in Final Stand. Um, then Final Stand started working with Filled With Hate. Whenever that happened, we found out that there was like a Nazi skinhead band called final sand so we figured with that going at the same time and like being on a you know air quote being on a german label we're like we're gonna change the name so we changed the name <laughs> called to... filled with hate exactly <laughs> so we changed the name to forever means goodbye yeah um we went on tour with redline from new jersey okay in i want to say 2000 the end of 2002 beginning of 2003 mm-hmm. and the band essentially imploded on tour um, so then we got back after tour and then the singer quit, I quit and then they Dang. moved on. No, Bryce was the original Bri- singer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But forever means goodbye. Yeah. Was that an incarnation of forever means goodbye that started after you were out of the band? So or? there was, so final stand and then we changed to forever means goodbye. It was the same band, same people. Yeah. Then we went on tour, came back and Bryce and I quit and then they went on with some other guys. So keeping the same name. Okay. So. I'll tell you right about the time I came into that picture. Right. Um, one of the first maybe like 10 or 15 shows that I went to was Forever Forever Means Goodbye video shoot mm-hmm. at Classic Attitudes. Yep. You were long gone. I was then. gone. Yeah, yeah. You were gone by then. Right. Were you even there? No, I moved out of state in 2004. 
to to North Carolina. Okay. Yep. Two thousand four. Um, not to get into it. I I so I'm in the army, yeah. active duty army. I joined the army in two thousand four and left, and then sure. I've been gone since. So. Okay. Okay. And in two thousand four, how old were you? Twenty two. Twenty two. Yep. You joined the army, and then you went to Iraq. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been overseas a bunch of times. Cool. Cool. Well, I mean, not cool on the Iraq <laughs> part, but you know. Um. So. So we know your history now. The other guys in Watcher. Yep. Um. I know that Jason and um, Keith. Keith. Yeah. Yep. Were in Build Upon Frustration. Correct. Yep. Legendary Pittsburgh band. Yep. That's okay. Right. Um. What else? Who else in the band? What's so. So Jason and Keith from Built Upon. Jason singing, Keith playing drums. Um, you want to talk about old heads? Those guys are really old. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have Joe Ando playing second guitar from Enemy Mind. Cool. And then we just picked up Barker from No Good Deed playing bass. Great band. Yeah, great band. Hilarious dude. Um, I pick on him all the time, and he hasn't like gotten mad and quit yet. So that's good. Good. So, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to be thick. You have to have thick skin to be around the Watcher crew. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, were in the group chats for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's cool. Cool, a good group of guys too, yeah. though. I mean, you know, keeping it real, grilling lots of meat. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Keith's like a amateur chef, so that's that's a good thing. We practice at his house in like the south side of Pittsburgh. Yeah. And every time we do, like, it's like a feast. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's great. So. um you released Plague Sessions. Yep. Where did you record that at? Uh, Struber Audio in Pittsburgh with Shane. Okay. What else has he done recently? Oh, man. So he did the Bushido Code. Right. Um, he's done, like, the the Last Enemy Mind. He's done No Good Deed. He's done Naraka. Um, it, he's everything. Anything you need done, go. If you're in western Pennsylvania, Ohio, anywhere, or, I mean, travel, he's the man. Go to Cerebral. Go to he's Shane. He's the man. Go to Shane. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, and it shows. You know, yep. definitely, I mean... I, I know the stuff that he's touched. Right. You know, for sure, the enemy mind stuff is out of this world. Yeah. The Ronin, Bushido e- Code. Exactly. Is just, I mean, quality-wise, it's it's an assault. Yeah. It really is. And I'm not just saying that because I know the guys and I will right, right. you know. Like, it, it really is impressive. Yep. I did not, expe- I expected it to be good. Exactly. I did not expect what they delivered. Yep, same here. And know? when I heard it... um, and knowing, like like you, knowing like Kyle and Derek and how specific those guys are yeah. on like guitar tones and amp tones yeah, and how yeah. like they're mad scientists. You know, and the two of them too, like they feed off of each other yep. and like they make me not even want to play guitar. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Der- <laughs> Derek's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yep. You know? It's crazy too. And they, I, no bullshit. When it came out and when I first listened to it, there's a song on there called um, Relic, Relic of War. Yeah. I listened to that song and I texted Kyle. I'm like, there's no way this is in standard tuning because it's so heavy. Yeah. And it's in standard tuning. Yeah. We play in drop B. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's insane. That I it, know, man. They they, they know yeah. a way to do it. I mean, it's... And and the, the other impressive thing about Bushido Code, which is actually, it's also impressive about Watcher, is that um, they do it from a distance. Mm-hmm. You know, um Mike is down in North Carolina. Yep. Um Derek and Kyle are up in Erie. Yep. Sean and Rocco are here in Altoona. Yep. And that is much like Watcher, you know, you're down in Virginia. Yep. Uh Keith and Jason are in Pittsburgh. Everybody so I'm the only one dispersed now. And oh, that, that's really? that's a good thing with 
this lineup is really good because I'm like I said, I'm the only one that has to travel for practice. Everybody else is in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're pretty so, centralized there. Yep. Okay, that's different good. parts of the city, but it's Pittsburgh. But so. that's not how it always was. Yeah, absolutely. With, I mean it with plague sessions, you know, you guys were a lot more spread out. Yep. And with the so if you go back to the washed away um demo or a single, whatever you want to call it, um, that was essentially me, Jason and Keith. Like I this and this is another testament to Shane and how good he is. Um, I demoed everything recorded at my house, programmed drums, recorded the guitar and bass at my house, sent all that to Shane uh, via like MIDI. Jason went in, sang over that, over the demos. Then Keith came in, recorded real drums. Then mm. they sent me the drums and the vocals back. I re-recorded the guitars and the bass, sent the DIs to Shane, and he put it all together. So that was recorded remotely. You know <laughs> what I mean? Crazy. And it, it, it sounds amazing, yeah. you know? Yeah, it does. And and that, you know, when this, this whole kind of remote thing mm-hmm. started coming about a few years ago, I hated it. Yeah. I really did. Right. I was such a cynic about it. I mean, you've even seen some of my cynicism about like auto-tuning singing vocals and stuff like that but i i've i've you know it's taken a lot for me uh for me to break out of like my old man analog mindset yeah you know because that's you you get it like into your head like this is the way it's supposed to be done this is how things are supposed to be and when you deviate from that it starts to drive me crazy but in reality it's more efficient yep and oftentimes it's better sounding. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I, I, you're looking at, I have a 5150 right here. Right. I choose to record with the 11 rack yeah. <laughs> because I just get a, I get a better sound. It's easier. Yep. It's quicker. And why toy with this thing and fuck around with this thing mm-hmm. and go through the, you know, replacing the tubes and using all the power that it takes and everything. All I have to do is plug this fucking thing in. Yeah. No, yeah. Why? No bullshit, man. I have, and this is not a lot compared to a lot of people, but like I have. At any given time, four guitar heads sitting in my basement studio. Yeah. Um, and I just plug into my, what my you, interface. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. You know? <laughs> sure. Yeah, what heads do you have sitting down there? Uh, I got a rectifier. Uh, it's a three-channel rectifier, not a multi-watt. Um, I got an EVH 5153 50-watt 6L6. I have a cheap... I, I bought this one from Kyle Bull. It's a Bouguera 1960. Okay. It's like the... It's yeah. supposed to be a Marshall JCM 900. Yeah. And then I have an old-school crate solid state. Okay. Just to get, like, that nasty old-school death metal tone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're from Clearfield. If I'm you from Clearfield. If you yeah. didn't have a crate. Dude, I had a crate. I've had multiple <laughs> crates. Yeah, man. It's that's funny cool. how, like, that's, that's kind of, like, not the go-to by choice, but... Right. You know, we're in central Pennsylvania. There weren't a lot of options when we were kids growing I up. Had, so, like, pawn shops or, like spots music was a place in dubois or uh-huh. you go to like state college you know what i mean like those rainbow. places rainbow yeah, yeah i bought my first good guitar from rainbow when i was yeah. a kid i, I was actually my, talking uh... to um neil sorry i cut you off no it's cool neil from steel nation um a couple weeks ago when we were up because we were going into state college to have dinner with some friends and i think rainbow closed oh yeah they did yeah, yeah. and i was like man i was texting neil i was like i bought my first good sg from that place like yeah when i was you know, probably 1997 or something. I you think know, I bought a guitar from Rainbow, but I can't remember because I've bought too many guitars. That yeah, it's like oh yeah, we're not gonna. Embarrassing. I'll tell you how many guitar heads I have, but we're not gonna get into the guitar. <laughs> not, not I mean, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <clears throat> eight, nine, ten guitars that I can see. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> how. Know, yeah, like mine's the same. Just... The bad thing about mine is, is I have like. So I le- there's one that stays up here and one guitar amp that stays up here in Pennsylvania just so I don't have to travel with it for practice. Um, yeah. 
but like in my little guitar rack, yeah. there'll be three guitars all tuned to the same tuning. Yeah. So like, why? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I just love them so well, you much. You like those LTDs? Too. Uh, dude, I love. The, yeah, I love me some ESP, some LTDs. Of course, of course. Yeah. With the. Uh, uh, 81 85 combo yeah i'm an 81 guy that's I, cool I, so most of my guitars if they have two it's 81 85 but i always just use a bridge i don't i just put in i'm not a shredder the uh seymour duncan um no i'm i'm terrible with the names yeah uh these are the fire these are the metal seymour duncans yep. i yeah. had a guitar that had one of those in it um and it was cool it's actually hotter than an 81 to me in my opinion um not bad it's just i like the 81s and again because i use so many different guitars or i have so many different guitars mm-hmm. i like the consistency of plugging it in and the 81 is going to sound like 81 no matter where yeah you know what i mean oh yeah so. yeah and uh there's a reason too that i think it was industry standard in hardcore to have the 81 85 combo yeah. because it just it, it just gives you exactly and the same thing need. like you have like a an 81 in the bridge and then you'll be playing into like a 5150 or a dual rectifier right. with like a mesa cab or a marshall it's the same you know what i mean it's just mm-hmm. consistency and easy you know absolutely i'd love i'd love to like i'll nerd out on youtube all day watching stuff but at yeah. the end of the day like it i, I just like some like simplicity i didn't have the crate i had the behringer yep um and i had the behringer stack and i think it was like head and cab i bought them for like 400 yeah Yep. You know, and I was like, yes, I have a big guy amp. And then um, I remember when I leveled up and I had a, oh, I had a Valve King. Mm-hmm. I got a PV Valve King and I couldn't, I couldn't get rid of the Behringer. Mm-hmm. Like no one would take it. Right. It wasn't even like I couldn't sell it. No one would take it. I ended up, I don't even know what happened to the head. And then I ended up giving the cab away because mm-hmm. I was like, this is just taking up space at yeah. this point. My evolution was like the crate and then um, using like crappy like zoom pedals and stuff for distortions. Yeah. And then the metal zone came out. Yeah. Oh, I never had a metal zone, but I, my friends did. Dude. And... So the metal zones came out Yeah. and then that was it for forever. You just run a, your clean signal with the metal zone in front of it. And yeah. that's your sound. Right. Nothing. That's the travel. sound of so much. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then I upgraded to a 5150, like just like this one right here, block letter. Yeah. And that was my amp for forever. Okay, years and so, years and years. So we were talking before we started recording too. We can't rule this out. It is entirely possible that this is your 5150. Yeah, yeah no no bullshit, man. Because whenever... So when I I left Pennsylvania in 2004, and when I did, it was like scorched earth. I just sold all the gear I had because right. I couldn't take it with me. Right. I didn't even keep a guitar. I just sold everything to like pawn shops and shit. Mm-hmm. So who... I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm from 45 minutes from here. You yeah. know what I mean? So there's very good chance that could be mine. If you got it around that same time, early 2000s, mid-2000s? Well, so it would depend on who I bought this from, uh, Noah. Yep, it would depend, I know Noah. Yeah, it would depend on where he got it. And I'd have to talk to him if he'd even remember. But um, he was jamming around, and he needed, like, rent money or something back in the day. And this yep, was like we've all been there. Yeah, and this was like, fuck, like. 15 years ago you know and and i bought it from him for like 550 i think is what i paid for it and uh 
I guess if he had bought it like in the same area, you know, it, that would have been right around the same time. So yeah, it is possible. Yeah, and I mean, yours is that's still in great shape for being that old too. You know, you what know, I, mean? I didn't. Yeah, like you would think it would be in worse shape. I beat the shit out of it. Yeah, man, you know, like you can't the terrible minds days it is hard to take care of gear when you're playing hardcore shows yeah. oh yeah <laughs> so yeah, know. you know but no i mean i i love the amp it's a classic amp you really can't go wrong if you're playing hardcore metal uh with the 5150 and and um i think that the resurgence like the reason people want them so bad right now is because of that kind of like nostalgia factor yeah that comes definitely with it yeah i mean since eddie passed like those things have shot up. It's yeah. a little, it's a little ridiculous the fact that they've gone up so much. Um, because, like you said, it's 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 an iconic amp, but it's the same amp, and it's been redone so many times. Yeah. Like if you look at the fifty one fifty, the fifty one fifty two, the sixty five hundred five, it's all it's the same shit. They just tweak yeah. a little bit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, but yeah, man, they have skyrocketed in price. It's a little crazy. So, I've had that conversation with Kyle too. Like it's he's like, man, it the used year market right now is insane. It's insane. It's insane. And, and you know, um, I am, per <clears throat> I'm personally a huge Ace Freely fan. Mm -hmm. That was where I started with guitar. And I could never, like, I always wanted a JCM 800 because that's what he played. Yeah. And I could never get one for like, I, it was just like, it was always like, you know, $2,100 or yeah. like, just some insane, like, dude, no. Right. And, so I settled for the 5150 because it's close enough for me. Yep. <laughs> you know, and uh, it's it's the a little <clears throat> more metal. I guess the 5150 was like, what, early 80s? Yeah, yeah, because I think, because um, it came out of Mike Soldano. He built the initial, I, I and I'm probably going to mess this up. You need to talk to Cobble about this stuff, but I want to say like. All the gear nerds. Yeah, I want to say. Don't, don't, don't DM me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say like Eddie took like a modded plexi to mike soldano and then had him base like an amp off of that and then that down the road is where they got the 5150 yeah but yeah i mean i don't i don't have a soldano i've never actually played i don't have the money for a fucking soldano um no but yeah but they're sick the uh i, I at one time took the faceplate out and I had like. Do you do the camo behind it like everybody no, does? No, dude. I did. I did the clear plastic. <laughs> okay. With lights. Oh, so you could see. Oh mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was cool. I was gonna say you're gonna play like new metal or something with that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so. Uh, let's talk about the future of Watcher before we get into the music that you brought. Because sure. I was gonna say you brought a bunch of records. Yep. Um, we definitely want to get into those, but before we do that. Um, I do want to get back to Watcher, and I want to just talk a little bit about what you guys are planning on doing in the future. Yep. I don't know. I know you have news. I don't know if you've announced news. I haven't announced news. Do you want to we announce have, news? Yeah, we can announce really? news. Really? Oh, yeah, sure. I, we'll I, do I that. appreciate it. All right. <laughs> all right. So we've got some, some uh, Watcher coming up in the future. Um, I know that you guys have some shows on deck. I know that you have some plans to record. Why don't you tell me what's going on? Yep. So we got... Um, Right now we have tonight's show, and then we have September 4th in Brooklyn with, I'm going to forget people, so I apologize up front, but um, Departed, Gloves Off, um, I think Weaponized New Jersey's on it, Centralized Fear from like Pittsburgh. Weaponized. Yeah, or Cement, I'm sorry, Cemented in Fear from Pittsburgh, uh, Beast from the East, a bunch of bands. That's a great band, too. Yeah, yeah. so that that's a Shout banger. Shout out Beast from the East. Um, 
so we were supposed we had studio time booked for July. Some stuff came up. We had to cancel. Okay. So we're gonna try to reschedule that for probably around like October. Okay. Um, and the intent was to go in and record like two or three songs for a split with Annie Up that would come out on Upstate. Okay. So now we'll probably just take those songs and then, with so since we just got Barker in the band, mm-hmm. if you think about like. Like me writing like a, a lot of the stuff for Watcher, and then you got Joe from Enemy Mind, and then you got Barker from No Good Deed. We're just gonna take riffs and write new stuff. So you've heard like yeah. a bunch of the other stuff, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's dope. So we're just gonna write new stuff. So we're probably gonna go in and record like five, six songs with Shane. Mm-hmm. Some will go to a split, and then some will come out on another EP. Okay. So that'll probably be like spring, and then I guess the news with it is. Uh, so the EP will come out digitally and probably CD form through Upstate Records. Okay. And then we just got hit up last week by Secret Swarm or Secret Swarm. That's a tongue twister. Secret Swarm Records from North Carolina. Okay. And they're gonna take the Plague Sessions EP, the single, and the new EP and put them all out on vinyl. Which Very is cool. Sick. Very cool. Yeah. That's we were dope. we were texting about that. Like yeah. that is mondo achievement yeah and so they do i don't know if you saw like the naraka the release they just did everything they do is insane like insane variants like insane like splatter chris smith will do our art of course because he always does um again chris smith from naraka um dude okay real quick about his art yep he is someone who Every time I see a, a show flyer that he illustrates or yep. any artwork whatsoever, number one... You know who it is? It, you know who it is. Right. Okay? But number two, and more importantly, he always does the same thing in a different way. Yeah. Like, he never repeats himself. Yeah. Yep. It's just... It's great. It's the mark of a good artist. Yes. Yeah. I, I look up to stuff like that because I can't draw a stick figure. Exactly. And like I look at stuff like that and I'm like, dude, like I would have ran out of ideas fifty designs ago. Mm-hmm. Like and he just keeps banging them out. And like when I saw the cover for Plague Sessions, yep. I didn't even have to look at who did it. I was like, I know who that I don't even know him. Right. And I just I know the art. That is the mark of a good artist, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, uh, another person who is like that is Derek. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, when I see stuff that he did, especially like his spiders. Yeah. I've told him too, like your spiders are just so evil looking. Like, right. I want to like, it makes me want to like write a graphic novel and have you yeah. illustrate it. Which so is like <laughs> he and I had talked about that too, because whenever we initially, um, when Mario from Upstate hit me up about doing the split with Annie Up, yeah, um, I I reached out to Critter because I know Critter from Annie Up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Ironically, he, Derek did their art. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. and he's like, he's like, hey, do you got any issues with Derek doing the art for it? I was like, nope, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, let him do it. So, and then again to tie it all in. So for the Bushido Code, the Ronin, I guess Derek did the illustration, and then Chris Smith did a lot of like the la- like the label layout and like the actual layout for the DigiPack. Yeah, so again, tied up, tied all again. <laughs> Synchronicity. That's hey man. Yeah, you know, that's so cool. Um, but anyway, so so going back to your future plans. Yes. You know, um, so you uh, is it going to be an EP? It'll be an EP. I, honestly, like we've talked about this before. Um, I don't know if you know i say air quotes kids hardcore kids i still call myself a hardcore kid and i'm gonna be 39 in a couple weeks um but i don't know if people have the like the attention span for lps anymore yeah just for me and like i think that 
in certain genres or subgenres of hardcore, but like I, we play like heavy hardcore. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's caveman music. That so like, down, bro. like how yeah. many breakdowns can you hear in like a thirty minute, forty five minute session? You know what I mean? I don't. I mean, just speaking honestly, I don't know the last time I listened to an album the whole exactly, way except with ex- the exception of like certain classics, right? Or if something new comes out that like. Like uh, Cannibal Corpse's new album. Yep. When that came out, I was like, start to finish. Like, yep. I have to listen to every second. I wasn't into it, man. It was okay. It was so, okay. So, you know me, and we had talked about yeah. this before um, doing this episode. I'm like a, I'm a death metal guy. Yeah. Um, Which I'm surprised you didn't bring more death metal. So I didn't, things. because it's a, more of a hardcore show. So sure, I, I sure. went through my collection, and that was like the hardest thing for me. I was like, because I got a lot of, you've seen like my discogs. I have a lot of stuff. I have a lot of death metal stuff, but yeah. I don't have, I don't really collect hardcore, only specific things. Right. Specific things that matter to me, you know, and, and special right. releases. Um, but yeah, the new Cannibal Corpse, man, like... I love Eric Rutan in Hate Eternal, and I would love to record with Eric Rutan. That's like a dream because that guy's the man. Yeah. But the new Cannibal Corpse, you knew it was going to, but it sounds too Hate Eternal. Okay. You know that's, what I mean? That's like, fair. You can hear his input. That's fair. Um, that's a total nerd statement too. Oh yeah. Like, well, yeah. dude, I'm a, I'm a nerd man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that's fair. I I um, you know, when I got into Cannibal Corpse, Chris Barnes was still the singer. Yep. yep. I'm wearing a Hammer Smash face shirt right now. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was a, I was a Corpse Grinder resistor. Oh, really? You know, like I was like, eh, you know, but uh, it was K I L L. Was that or was it just Kill? Was it was it? Kill. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, that one sold me so hard. Yeah. You know, um, and then. I don't know, like not to be like overly critical, but it just they haven't had anything since then that really grabbed yeah. me. You yeah, know? I just listened to another podcast uh, a couple weeks ago where they they went through like the di- I think they have like fifteen releases, not counting like EPs and singles and stuff like that, like fifteen LPs with two uh, as a band, two different, two different singers. Okay, yeah, okay. with Chris Barnes and Corpse Grinder. Um, but yeah, there are definitely, you know peaks and valleys um yeah. i like the wretched spawn that was like yeah that's the peak peak guitar tone cannibal corpse guitar okay. tone to, to me and fun little fact since we were just talking about it earlier this is more nerd shit that was recorded with a they use triple rectifiers and a metal zone in front of it as a boost boost really? pedal you cut the distortion off just use it as a boost so right now like if you look at my pedal board tonight i'm using a dual rectifier with yeah. a metal zone as a boost that's cool yeah that's again that's cool nerd guitar nerd shit that's all right that's yeah. good that's good <laughs> um so did you hear uh corpse grinders feature on that d snyder song i haven't heard it you yet haven't no. Heard it? no i haven't i it's don't know bad. he's in the background like really there's not much to it but like do you, do you know there was like apparently twisted sister cannibal corpse beef i didn't yeah like oh, i wow. don't know i don't know the details That's but it funny. was something about d snyder went off something about like how it takes more talent to do what he does than it does to yeah yeah exactly yeah you know and and something like that was said in an interview and it started like this mild beef between but anyway apparently they made up and and yeah you know uh got together and did this song um i just like i don't know like corpse grinder is on it and he sounds good right um but he's in the back yeah a lot of it is underneath d he doesn't really have his own those are it's almost like 
like worlds too far apart. For you know sure. what I mean? Like heavy music is heavy music regardless, but like that, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess in the right setting, it'd I be agree. okay, but I, I'd have to check it out. I agree. So how about uh, we make this a radio show and play some of these picks? Let's do it. Um, let's just pick right off at the top here. The first one I'm looking at is Madball. Yep. Been there, done that. I'm a Madball fan, and I've not... So... This is rare. So I grabbed that because if you go back to when I got into hardcore, I can remember the first two hardcore CDs I bought. Um, one was like the VOD uh, st- I think it was still the one with like the green drop coming down and then Madball demonstrating my style, which I also have demonstrating my style on vinyl, but this seemed more rare. So I was like, yeah, I'll bring that. I love it. Yeah. All right. What song do you want to play off of here? Uh, you just play the title track. Cool. All right. Here it is. Madball. Been there, done that. There it is, Madball. Been there, done that. That was from 1998. Yeah, that's some OG Madball. They are still the kings. I'm still not going to get it. into it, but I don't know if you saw what Madball posted the other day. I did. It, it that's, put a smile yeah. on my face. It's tough. That's that's a risk. They they you know like they they take a risk, but they they stand for what they believe in, man. No, you and know? I and I get it, and I support their stance on it. Um, I'm interested to see. Because we got the show in Brooklyn on September yeah. 4th, so I'm Ooh. interested to see if that's going to get fucked up in any way. I don't know. We'll I see. didn't even think of that, actually. Yeah, I don't know. It, who yeah, knows, you man? You guys all vaxxed up. 
it's it's a mixed bag. Yeah, yeah. I you am. probably have to beat up Jason and like <laughs> We're not gonna you know, get into like that. Hold but... him down. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> well, I mean that's crazy though. That's yeah. you know, I mean it, it's like I'm not even gonna get into like the, 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 the government side of it, but just on the hardcore side of it, you know, to be a, a band especially that big and make a sacrifice like that in your mm-hmm. own hometown yeah you, you whether you agree with that or you don't agree with it you got to admit you know they're sticking to their guns right that's what they believe and madball is a band who has changed for nobody yeah absolutely ever yep. so you know and it's so many buddies or so many people's like introduction into the like even my introduction to the hardcore like some of the first hardcore i ever listened to was madball you yeah know what i mean absolutely that's so, yeah. and, and it's just a legacy band it's exactly. always going to be exactly always going to be solid it's no secret where i stand on government control i'm very libertarian right. so you know like i i it, hey go get the vax but yeah. you know like i when you talk about you know like they had a choice to go along with that and they took a stand and it's a risky thing to do and you know people might hate them now for it but that is what makes i mean if you look at you know some of the most legendary bands or legendary acts ever in history they've always been the ones that you know took hard stands at yeah. tough times you know so that is that's them and uh so speaking of legendary bands yes uh we are pa hardcore kids Correct. so we are going to talk about eerie hardcore yeah um, tell me a little bit about this next pick so i brought along the disciple scarab um seven inch came out on sa mob there's no year but this was man this has got to be like probably oh. 97 98 plus late 90s for sure um so adam who plays guitar and human animal who we're playing with tonight yeah. played in disciple and then of course you know disciple was like part of like those big eerie bands that like formed um shockwave and stuff and jesus wept right yep jesus yeah, wept yeah. yep brothers keeper guys um ems who sings in human animal actually ran sa or ran sa mob yeah um so it's just it's a great kind of like snapshot in time of our area that's the 814 we're in the 814 right now yeah you know? plus like for me so if you take actually i had Man, it's going to be weird because I'm like simp and cowboy because we talk all the time and I bug them. But like <laughs> we had the discussion about like rate the the top three eerie bands. Like if you had to rank them, Shockwave, Brothers Keeper and Disciple. Yeah. Like our lists were different, but like Disciple is my number one. Um, and for me, it was like so my band prior to Final Stand was a band called Stronger Than Hate from this area. Okay. And we completely based our sound around Disciple. Like, we saw Disciple and we're like, that's what we want to be. Yeah. Even to the point where, like, our singer, before we saw him, sang with, like, a deep voice. After we saw them, he changed his voice to start singing, like, a higher key. Okay. Because we're like, we want to be that. Yeah. So, like, it's just one of those sentimental releases for me. You know what my eerie band is. What's that? For sure. Human animal. Oh yeah. I mean, I respect the OG bands. Don't get me wrong, but that band just blew me. Well, it's like away. a super group. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And it's just they they just they just blew me away on some level that I just didn't expect. Yeah, another great all. great live. So uh, so we've got it. The uh, disciple scarab seven inch. Uh, what do you want to play off of this? Uh, thing? I think the first song. Was, yeah, try by fire. Trial yeah, let's by hit fire. that. Okay. Yeah, they're all great, but that's a. It's a great song. All right, here it is, Eerie Hardcore at its finest. 
Disciple off of the Scarab 7-inch. This is Trial by Fire. That was some classic shit right there. Trial by Fire. That was Disciple. Off of the Scarab 7-inch. Uh, this is on SA Mob Records. Good luck finding this one. Yeah. This is Yeah, good luck. Yeah, this is a rare one. This is a good one, though. I mean, I like you said, too, that like it's almost like a lo-fi sound mm-hmm. nowadays that you hear. I'm going to ask EMS tonight. Like, I want to see how many of those were put out, and then if that was like, like, like we were saying, maybe that was lathe cut. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's got that sound. And it's... It's also from, like, 1996, so it's also... For sure. You it's know. so cool, too. Like, I love the labels on these old records. All DIY, just, man. You can tell they did that shit themselves. Yeah, man. Like, that just... You gotta love it. Yeah. You know? It's awesome. That's... Like I said, it's a piece of history that you're holding in your hand. And, and that's why I said, like, with, with... I don't collect a lot of hardcore, but I collect things that matter like that. For you sure. Know? So. For sure. I mean, I've got a very... You know, my, my collection has grown significantly and um especially like from doing the show i've been more open to buying like newer stuff and stuff that i wouldn't necessarily always buy and and uh because i want to you know maybe like a new band has a seven inch out and i want to get them maybe like whatever i can do to help always i I do the same thing yep but the majority of my collection is rarities and Mm -hmm. like you know like one-offs or limited runs and shit like that because that's you know, like you said, that's the kind of stuff that I like to see too. 
Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, and then then the other stuff that uh, I have in my collection is stuff that I just uh, wouldn't have the rights to play. That, <laughs> oh, <you> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. that. Well, and that's the other thing, too, with, like, a lot of my stuff, like the bigger name death yeah. metal bands and stuff, like you're just, you're just gonna get yanked. If you yeah, can, you know? exactly. You're gonna yeah. get pinched, and you know, you know how many times I've had to stop myself from playing Slayer. I know. Like, so I almost brought a Slayer yeah. LP too, and I was like, ah, dope. It's not I gonna know. work. One of my favorite albums is God Hates Us All. I can see that's it the one I was gonna the, bring too. Yeah, dude, that's the <laughs> that's the best. That okay. So quick Slayer interlude. Yep. Um, what's your favorite Slayer album? Oh man, it's hard. Um. Because it for me, it's either Hella Waits, which I know is, you know, and a lot of people would say Seasons of the Abyss. Um, it's either Hella Waits or God Hates Us All. For me, it's between Seasons and God Hates Us All. Yeah. But I even like like Dubious. Yep. I, I like it. I you like know what I mean? Slayer. Yeah, exactly. I like all, I mean, uh, um, oh man. What was the one that was a couple years ago when they got all kinds of shit for it. It wasn't Repentless. Repentless was great. Repentless was good too, yeah. yeah. Um, when they brought Gary Holden. World Painted Blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Had bad reviews. Yep. I loved it. Yeah, me too. You know? Like, yeah. Just... I like All Slayer. Even the, um, what's the, the Decades of Aggression mm-hmm. or whatever, the covers, yeah. that's awesome too. Fucking right, dude. Yeah, I love that shit. Just one band that, like, I don't know, I feel like that band has ascended past, like, they're they're bigger than metal. They're bigger yeah. than... Sl- it's a bold thing to say, but like Slayer is bigger than Slayer. Yeah. Like they're, it's a household name. They, if it wasn't for that band, how many bands wouldn't even have the opportunity to yeah. do anything? And I mean, even within hardcore, like if you talk about like mm-hmm, specifically yeah. like, and a lot of like Pittsburgh hardcore with like the heavy beat down and like the little Slayery yes. riffs and shit, the metallic Very stuff. Slayer. Slayer. Yeah. Build Upon has a lot of Slayer. Yeah, exactly. To yep. it, for sure. You can't, you can't get around it. Yeah. It's um, there. And and I'll tell you for sure too. In my early, well, before I even like listened to hardcore, knew what hardcore was, I was well years into listening to Slayer because yeah. I had you know uncles right. who, and and like I had an uncle who uh, listened to Slayer and Biohazard and Pantera and yeah, so that was just metal. I didn't know Biohazard was hardcore. Right. You know, I was listening to that stuff when I was like 12 yeah, yeah. and I didn't know that was called hardcore. I found Hatebreed when I was 11 and that's it's our ni- next nice segue. Yeah. Nice segue. <laughs> um, hate, Hatebreed was, uh, my cousin went to the pledge of allegiance tour. Okay. And Hatebreed was on the sampler. Yep. And it was, um, conceived through an act of violence Mm -hmm. and that was even still that was three years after that came out i think or did conceive through an act of violence so satisfaction came out in 98 Mm -hmm. i think 98 i want to say because what's the year on this i think that's 96 yeah it might be probably that sounds about right so if you're listening to this and you haven't figured it out yet we're talking about under the knife yes under the knife so I got this seven inch. Um, I think I saw it on like Instagram or something, but I got it from Rev HQ. Um, but it's a, obviously a reprint. But just like the layout of it, like the the black and white with the bright blue lettering, you know what I mean? And the vinyl is a a mix black and white. Like yeah. that's sick, dude. Yeah. And this is one of those ones where like I was like, it's just cool. You know what yeah. I mean? I I don't think I, like I said, it's a reprint, so it's not rare, but it's just badass. Well, you know. So. That and, you know, 
first of all, if you don't like Hatebreed, shut the show off right now. Like this is <laughs> Hatebreed is one of those bands that like like Madball, right. uh, no warning. Um, if it wasn't for bands like that, even I would say Slayer, your modern hardcore sound just isn't there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. it's not there. And you'll get people that'll try to like dispute that. It's just because of like where they are as a band now. Sure. Like, get over yourself, man. Like, yeah, you yeah. can't deny it. You know, like, um, I uh, I think that Hatebreed followed a natural progression to like I think that they did the right thing. Yeah. Like they they followed a natural progression of you know like they they did their underground stuff. Right. You know. Yeah. They paid their dues. They, exactly. Yeah. Like they did the the under the knife. They did satisfaction. They toured on satisfaction for, for like forever. Six years. Yeah. Something like that. Do you know the the Haybreed Central PA story? I don't. Okay, so during the Satisfaction touring, like right when they, you know, the, you're talking peak like Victory Records era. Yeah. Um, and Hatebreed is huge at this point. Still, I guess not compared to now. Yeah. But uh, at, for that time period, um, so they came through. So for the listeners, lay this out. I'm from Clearfield, PA, which is about 45 minutes from here, small town. The next town over is called Kerwinsville, even smaller town. And then the next town over is called Grampian, which is like a tiny town. Yeah. Haybreed came and played Grampian, Pennsylvania. In they showed up in like a bus. Yeah. But they played like this tiny hall. Sure. In front of like a bunch of Central Pennsylvania kids, like during the high, like right when they were catching steam, like yeah. insane. I broke my wrist at that show, like moshing. That's like, awesome. And that's crazy. Like Grampian, Pennsylvania. Like yeah. literally. Like Google it. Look it up. You know what I mean? Like. It's a tiny speck. Yeah. Pro- population like 200 people. You know what I mean? Sure, like, sure. It's insane, man. And shit like that, like, that's awesome. That's a cool I'm, such I'm a PA a, story. Dude, I'm a total, total hate breed fanboy. Yeah. You know, um, the first time I saw them, I actually, uh, it's not right available right in front of me, I don't think, but I've got the ticket sitting around here somewhere, but it was at the Crowbar in State College. Oh, yeah. It was hate breed, full blown chaos, most precious blood, Gizmachi. Mantis yep. was the opener, and they were on Battle for Ozfest. Mm-hmm. It was at the oh, same I remember time, that. yeah, dude. And it was at the same time that uh, Josta was hosting Headbangers Ball. Yeah, so that's another little tie-in to like from my background. So I, it wasn't through me at all, but there was a Hate Breed Final Stand connection through some of the members. So like when they would come through, like like you said, Crowbar State College. A yeah. lot of times they would put us on. So we played with Crow. We played with Hate Breed at Crowbar two or three times you know but i actually <laughs> funny story i played bass in final stand we were playing with Haybreed. Uh, of course we opened um i got the bright idea you've been to crowbar you know that yeah. stage was pretty high it was like a five foot stage yeah i decided it'd be cool to stage dive oh yeah no one caught me no yeah it was sick i burn in that's awesome yeah and that like our singer uh bryce who's still one of my good friends to this day like afterwards he's like hey if he does that again catch him <laughs> <laughs> yeah seemed like a good idea at the time immediately regret that decision i have a uh <clears throat> I have a cousin. Well, the, he was married to my cousin, but um, I still consider him my cousin. But uh, anyway, I have a cousin who, like, way back in the day, a long time ago, was arrested at the crowbar because he uh, he jumped on. He got drunk and jumped on stage and put vanilla ice in a headlock. Oh, sick! <laughs> nice. Yeah, I got a bunch of crazy crowbar stories, man. For another yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. We'd be on here for forever, and oh, I got a dude, show to go to. Um, yeah, crowbar. Good. I, I mean. Is that place still around? Is it still no, a venue? It's called something else. I don't okay. know. What they, I don't know what they do up there now. Yeah. I, I mean, um, but 
you know, when I saw them, and this had to have been 2005, I think, which is still pretty early in mm-hmm. Hatebreed years to catch them. Um, but looking back now, because I've seen Hatebreed, I don't even know how many times yeah, I've seen Hatebreed. Yeah, right. Um, but back then, man, what I would do to go back and see that that set yeah. and just hear what songs they had played. Because I couldn't tell you what songs they played now. Right. But I think that they had only had, I think maybe they were touring on Supremacy at that yep. time. What was the one before Supremacy? Was it Perseverance? Yeah. yeah. Wait, no, no, wait. I, get, I always get the order fucked up. Yeah, but there was, Perseverance was 2001, and then there was one other... And then there the was ru- supremacy. No. I don't know, man. They had not yeah. yet. They got so much. Yeah. They had not yet put out to the threshold. Okay. So I think that it was Rise of Brutality. There you go. They were touring on Rise of Brutality. Um, so it was pretty, I guess I was like kind of late to the hate breed game, but I was a young teenager, so fuck yeah. off. Um, <laughs> well, let's get into it then. Yeah, let's get into it. So, uh, man. Yeah, just give that yeah, yeah. What song do you want to hear I off I think the of fourth this? track, right? That's probably the best. I mean, either What's, filth or smash your enemies. Let's go. Uh, let's go smash your enemies. Yeah. All right, here it is, off of uh, Under the Night. Cape Reed, smash your enemies. OG hate breed right there. It's a banger. It's a good banger. Yeah. That it's one. Like, now, what song do you think they wrote first? Who knows, man. I, who knows? Right. How do you start? Well, I guess there's no way that they could have known that they were ever going to get as big as they got. Because I was going to say, like, how do you start a band like Hate Breed? But like, they at that time, I mean, looking at this, like, they were just another hardcore band. Yeah. You know. And that's what I mean. That the so back to that CC show. Like they played twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, they played number two in the in the lineup. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were still like they were just on the come up, right? And they killed it. You know. Well, 
You know, it just goes to show you, man, whether you're playing hardcore, you're doing anything else, if you dedicate it, if you dedicate to it and you do the right things, you know, you can ascend. You yeah. can You can do awesome things. Another band uh, that is just like that, actually, is Snapcase. Yep. We're going to stay on the, the Victory Records, the Peak Victory Records. This yeah. is Victory 13, looks okay. like. Um, so I brought this one just because... I'm sure you've seen it, but the Earth Crisis, Snapcases, Strife. Yeah. Did I say Snapcases? Earth Crisis, Snapcase, Strife, and Buried Alive. Um, little package that's going around. I I'm didn't know Buried Alive was added to that. So I, w I was going to go see the tour anyways, um, but I was probably going to go to like one of the Philly shows because I live in like outside D.C., so Philly's quicker for me. But then yeah. when I saw Buried Alive was playing in Buffalo, I'm like, I'm going to Buffalo because yeah. I love yeah. Buried Alive. That's like, that's peak victory to me. Oh, yeah. Um which I also brought the buried alive, but I think we're gonna do the go with the Snapcase today. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you know, Snapcase is a band that I was very late to the game with. Yep. Like I just never got into them, and and probably in the last like two years, I started listening to Snapcase. Yeah, and this is my the Looking Glass Self LP is my favorite Snapcase. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like they were never they were never and still aren't my favorite Victory band. Yeah. But you can't deny their place. What's you your know, favorite victory band? Buried Alive, for sure. Yeah, 100%. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I saw, well, we played with um, Earth Crisis. Oh, nice. And before we played with Earth Crisis, I didn't know shit about Earth Crisis. I mean, I knew, like, the big song. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew that they were, like, one of the one of the first bands out there, like, playing, like, the Jun 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 breakdown yep. type, you know. But... Earth Crisis Live, like, blew me away. Yep. Like, next level, it was it was just an assault, like, mm -hmm. the whole fucking time. And I really fell in love with Earth Crisis, like, hard. I got another, I got a friend who's, like, I mean, and that's another thing, too. Like, we were just talking about Ghost. Yeah. Like, because I'm, like, a like a nerd Yeah, Kiss you were fan. nerding out super and, like, hard. Yeah, and, and nerd <laughs> Ghost fan. But, like, Earth Crisis is like that, too. Yeah. There's, you know, uh people get into earth crisis like deep right like dedicated oh, to yeah, earth yeah. crisis you know and that's i mean i understand why you know i've experienced it yeah and even like the like the later earth crisis stuff where like everybody said they sold out and they went to a major label and they went like rap core like the breed the killers and i yeah, love that i album. like that yeah i love yeah. that album yeah that's a great album. that album's great I know. you know like i like I, it too like you know and then they they went back with like what was it nemesis where they went back to like the more harder metal stuff core and yeah shit. exactly yeah, i like that it's too. all good man i mean i think that what cements you as a band is well, maybe not in all circumstances, but in, in some circumstances, what can cement you as a band is your ability to be versatile, yeah. but still be you. Right. You know what I mean? And like, uh, and well, you know, since we're talking about Earth Crisis, I'll just use them as the example. But like you said, you know, like they can do, they, they were doing that old school metal zone, hardcore. Yep. They were doing the rap core. They were doing the metal core. Mm -hmm. And ultimately at the end of the day it all sounds like earth crisis yep, but exactly you know that that's what makes no it. matter how you package it no matter how you sell it it's all, it's always going to be earth crisis yeah you know exactly and it's good but yeah we're, we're talking not about talking earth about earth crisis we're talking about Snapcase. which now i actually i have played uh, a song off of this album on the show before oh really but i couldn't tell you what which song okay let me well, see the album cover real quick and we're gonna go with track three 
Track three, incarceration. Incarnation? Or in- <laughs> incarnation, yeah. <laughs> incarceration. It's cool, man. That was like I saw um, a meme the other day that was like, I support mandatory vacation. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, reading is hard. I get it. Yeah, no, nah, reading is hard. Reading is hard. <laughs> All right. L- before, oh, I, I posted a meme of uh, this dude. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's just so funny. Yeah. He looks so upset and discontented on the back. It's the it's angry the, hardcore face. Yeah. The, can't the look nice. Dude in the overalls. I'm sorry. I don't know your name, but I do love Snapcase. I love Incarnation. All right. Let's jump into this one. Uh, this is Snapcase off of the album Looking Glass Self Incarnation.
There it is. Snapcase. Snapcase. What'd you call it? Incarceration? Incarceration. <laughs> Snapcase. Every time I think of Snapcase, I think of One Life Crew. Because they hate Snapcase. Oh, really? It's <laughs> <And this is laughs> like some, some Snapcase One Life Crew beef. I always think of the uh, the quintessential Snapcase snare sound, where you just crank the snare as tight as you can get. There you Piccolo go. snare and just that pop, pop, yeah. firecracker. It's a good song, too. They're heavy. Yeah, they're great. They are. Underrated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's a wonder that Snapcase didn't get bigger. And I, I think they could have, um, but yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, well, so let's move on, cause, because I'm actually really excited to get to this next pick. Yep. So let's just hop right into this one. This is uh, Drain This Blood. Tell me what you know about this band. So... Back to how you and I were just talking. I started collecting vinyl. I haven't been doing it that long, I'll be honest. Um, but whenever I started collecting vinyl, I texted my buddy AJ, who sang in Drain This Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, also runs Preserving, Preserving Hardcore, Preserving Underground, all the little offshoots. Um, and I was like, hey, man, I'm going to PayPal you 100 bucks. Um, pick out some stuff you think I would be into. And he sent me this. So this is a band from like two. I think I just texted him and asked him. This came out in two thousand four. Okay. Um, it's funny too because if you look, there's some a little blurb in there where he talks about like recorded in four hours by Eric Klinger. Eric Klinger played yeah. guitar for Built Upon Frustration and also recorded the Final Stand EP that I was not on. So it's also like you know what I mean, little tie-ins. That's so um, cool. Yeah, and I'm looking at the uh, one thing I've I've really begun doing. Um, every time I look at these, because, you know, doing this show, every time I play something, I'm looking through the liner notes and, yep. and whatever. My favorite, uh, thing to look at is the shout outs. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And it kind of gives we gotta you got to go back to that, man. Yeah. We got to go back to it. Yeah. And it gives you like, it's, it's like a time capsule of the bands that were playing at that time. Um, it's funny too. Cause everybody, not to cut you off, but yeah, no. every, like, Every old guy you hear on a hardcore podcast mentions that, like the liner notes, and that's how you found out how to pick or find new music. Oh, dude. But that's how it was. Dude. You know what I mean? Like So many, suffocation is the uh, death, or er, satisfaction is yeah. the death of <laughs> yep. desire. Uh, the liner notes in that album exposed me to so many bands. Dude, I no know? shit remember writing like handwritten little lists of stuff I would see inside of whatever release, and then like anytime I'm seeing any... Um, Rick to Life Traveling Circus yeah. at, at that time, whether it's yeah. Coming Correct or 25 to Life, his giant distro, just going through and picking those yeah. and then building. So it's like Grabbing a the, crazy I Dude, I pyramid. Ton, I, have a ton of, I have a ton of CDs that I got out of that collection. But looking at some of these um, bands that were playing at that time, you know, Embrace Today, yep. Suffocate Faster, Cast Aside, uh, Burning Bridges, uh, Derringer, Blood In, Blood Out, Kamikabe. Yeah. Dude, um, Caulfield Principle. Yep. By any Jake's means man. necessary. Yeah, dude. Um, just through the discipline, um, lift the curse, even on broken wings. You know, like bands that I haven't thought about in a minute. But just, I love looking at this stuff. And even more so when it's it's bands that I really don't know that much about themselves, like Drain This Blood. Yeah. So this this came out in 2004. So this was right as I was leaving Pennsylvania. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know a, a ton about it. I know, like, obviously AJ and then 
Rob played guitar in that band. Rob went on and he did some time in Integrity, and now he does Unreal City, and he actually um, is helping run sound at AJ's spot. He did sound for us last week, so cool. Yeah, it was crazy. But I saw him and I was like, I saw him running at the board, and then I pulled AJ aside. I was like, "Is that Rob?" Because I, I haven't seen that dude in forever. Yeah, and and AJ's spot, in case you don't know, is. Uh, preserving hardcore. Yep, New Kensington, um, just north of Pittsburgh. Go check it out. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. You did you go to his original shop? I in did. The basement of the courthouse. Yep, and I donated some stuff um, to that one. I yeah, had me like too. A, I had like an old not without resistance windbreaker. I sent to him and Is, stuff. Was that yours? Yep, yep from way back you in the day. Given it to me. It's still hanging on the wall. <laughs> I know. Yeah, dude, I love that. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, he's really built something special out there. Yep, you know? and that's actually. Um, not to suck AJ off too much, but like, that's kind of what got me back into playing hardcore. Cause when face Rec did their tour in 2019, yeah. he posted on Facebook, like, Hey, I need a guitar player to fill in. And I texted him. I was like, I was like, dude, I could probably do this. I could probably make this work. And yeah. then we did it. And then I filled in for face Rec on guitar on tour. Yeah. So then after the tour, I came back and then right after that, the winter of 2019 is when we started doing watcher. Cause I was oh, like, okay. I could probably do this again. So yeah. it's all full circle. You well, know? you know, um, I actually, I have similar experiences with AJ too, because, um, every time I would go out to the shop and I'd bring my son with me, um, he would pick out CDs and give it to him. Yeah. And he would say to me, like, listen, this is how the next generation of hardcore kids is going to happen. Right. We have to expose them to it. You know, he would pick out, like, he was picking out, like, until the end CDs and giving them the of course. stuff. Like, you know, like that kind of stuff. But, um, and, and Colin loved it. It means something to him. And he yeah. still has those CDs sitting on his shelf and he still listens to them. And that's thanks to AJ. Uh, AJ hit me up one afternoon and was like, you know, dude, this weekend we're uh, recording a face rec video. Oh, yep. you and your, it was during COVID. And he mm -hmm. was like, do you and your son want to come out and be in it? And I was like, he would love nothing more than that. I mean, like me, I'm a face rec fanboy. Yep. You know, so yeah. Obviously. I was supposed to go to that. We practiced that day afterwards, oh, but shit. I didn't make it up in time. Dude, for it. Yeah. dude. I mean, it's, it is, uh, it's so cool that, uh, you know, he has done what he's done, but he also includes so many people yep. and, and wants you to be a part of it and everything. I think, you know, he's always kind of done that, but. Um, to see him like reach out to to kids and kind of want to pass that on that's really what i think makes it special yeah you know and he it it's one of those things that like you know aj like i know aj and it's funny mm -hmm. too because you were just mentioning like he's just always been there he's only a couple years younger than me like two or three okay but i always refer to him as like i've known him since he was a kid because yeah. he always booked my band when but he was booking bands when he was like a teenager yeah and like tiny places yeah in around pittsburgh the dude um, loves hardcore. Yeah. He does. And and I know he gets some shit online because he, you know, frankly, he says some dumb shit, but he's my yeah, friend, he, so I could say that. Yeah, you know. Um, he, and he, I almost killed him multiple times on tour. But <laughs> but it is what it is. Like, I, I still love that dude. Now, he puts himself out there to, to get that shit. But at the same time, you know, like, he's he's another one of those that, like, he believes what he believes. And he's, yeah. he's not going to be fake with you. He's not going to be anybody other than who exactly. he is. Exactly. And you don't have to agree about everything 100% to no. be a friend with somebody. Exactly. You know? I just happen to agree with most of the yeah. things that he says. You know, like, a lot of the things that people are like, oh, why is he being an asshole? Why do you say that? And I'm like, oh, no. Plus, it's satire, dude. Like, yeah, for sure. Doing. No doubt. No doubt. And and I think that's another thing about Face Rack that a lot of people don't, just don't get. Mm -hmm. Like, I've, I've heard, you know, people like making fun of them being like oh this is just a poor man's limp biscuit and like well maybe it is a poor man's hey man limp i'll tell you what i had fucking fun on tour exactly. you know what i mean yeah, so they're dope and uh and they're one of the the best you know energetic bands that you'd want to see live yeah um it's all for the love of real hardcore yep you know 
Uh, and Path to Misery was another great band. Yep. You know, I, I've seen Path to Misery like way too many times. I still have Path to Misery demos sitting right over there in my yep. CD pile. You know, um, so without further ado, I mean, it's it's definitely uh, an exciting thing to be playing this. Um, there are four songs on here. Pick one, man. Pick? Surprise yeah. me. Hey, let's just start it at the beginning. So this is Drain This Blood uh, off of the Contempt for Tradition 7-inch. Uh, this is, once again... It's crazy. He still sounds the same yeah. in 2004. Right. And he's got like he a does. chameleon voice. He can do like multiple things, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He can do the high, the low, the scream, the that's rap. The, that's the thing. Like I can, I've played drums in band. I've played guitar and obviously bass and stuff in bands. I just can't do the singing and I wish I could. Yeah. That's the only thing I wish I could do. I, uh. I mean, I can do like Cookie Monster death metal vocals, but like everybody sure. can do that shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm newer into vocals. Like I had like a couple vocal parts, like backups before, like when I was playing in a band. But then uh, we started doing some studio stuff, me and my buddy, and we did the dual vocals. I know, I've heard it. And that's when I that's when I started like, yeah, because he <clears throat> my homie that I was doing with, um, he like. Man, when we were in junior high and stuff, he was like buying DVDs from like vocal experts. Mm -hmm. and like he like practiced and then, you know, he sang for different bands and stuff. And he's like real into it, like technique, breathing, right. exercises, shit like that. And stuff like that that he taught me that was really cool. Mm -hmm. And because of that, um, I'm able to do like uh, 
variety of different you know right. i can do the screams i can do the highs the lows the all kinds of shit and it's all breathing technique and, mm-hmm. and just uh using different parts of like either you know your throat or your diaphragm yeah, or, yeah. you know whatever um and then now my new thing is singing like sing singing yeah that i'm trying and it's like maybe that's the next rabbit hole i should go down is try to figure out but i want like ideally if i could just have a hardcore vo- vocal yeah. or technique or voice or whatever it would be and again this is another thing you and i disclaimer for everybody like matt and i talk all the time so we've yeah, talked yeah, about this we, before we've talked about this. um but i would have like i love like the like the crowbar yeah or like the oh, steel yeah. nation dudes like that just that yeah dude guttural you know what i mean and like malevolence does it like uh-huh. just that 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 is the shit to me i would yeah. love that it's i just can't do it stuff well um so it's weird to do yeah it's, it's it's weird it's weird i feel like it's really belly like it's yeah. gotta be and i got a big belly so i can probably yeah yeah but um like especially singing though um it's so weird right it just you feel so <clears throat> dumb like i don't know yeah I don't and know, like because i don't want to talk down about it and like but one thing that i've really had to accept was and like we were talking before the show too um about how like you don't like the way your voice sounds right i don't like the way my voice sounds yeah. i think it just comes with the territory yeah, yeah, yeah. but when you're singing and you're kind of like you have to you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable and it's not something that I, i'm comfortable yeah. doing so it really took me out of my comfort zone to do hardcore you know metal screaming and right. stuff like that and then now the stuff that I'm working on and I'm trying to like actually sing, I'm really out of my comfort zone. <laughs> I won't even do it if she's home. My yeah. wife is who I'm talking about. Yeah, but yeah. Like, um, I won't even I won't even do it because it's just like I'll sing in the car in front of her. But if I'm like seriously trying to sing, I feel so weird. I know. Yep. I don't even like playing. I get it. Like I'll record and I don't even like playing it back. <laughs> so. <clears throat> You know, it is what it is, I guess. So speaking of singing, we'll go out on this one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So the my, again, like what I like about like hardcore vocals is, is like this dude, like you can tell this guy is just screaming his fucking lungs out. Yeah. And no, no, no frills, none of that, like, like not loud projecting. He's just like screaming. And I think this is a band that like. I was aware of them, obviously, because it's like a mid mid to late 90s band, but I don't think a lot of people were aware of. Um, a band called Grimlock. I think they were from Detroit area. I never saw this band. Yeah. But a couple years ago, um, Knives Out Records from Paris put this out. Um, speaking of them, they just did the Steel Nation. I was just going to say yep, that. Which I, our mutual friend, Ethan, has sent me a copy. I hit him up before they Dude, came out. Dude, you're going to love it. I, oh, I know, They're I know. Beautiful. Yeah. No, I mean like the the oh, actual yeah, yeah. package itself. The well, album's great, the, but the same thing with this one. Like, look at the like a full on picture wow. disc, yeah. a handwritten note inside. See, that's like the that's stuff, the man. shit. Um, that's why that is why I do this show. Yeah, that's a great note to end on because that's why I do this show. Yep, and this release is a mix of so they did a songs of self EP and then a I think thirst for immortality. I seven inch i believe it was called um so the song will play as off the songs of self now again disclaimer for everybody listening there's some like vocals and like lyrics in this stuff that's going to be like touchy uh for people now uh understandably so (laughs) um you know just just take the song don't don't, 
I don't know how to word it. Appreciate the song, not like the lyrical content. You're sitting here in a cannibal corpse. Show. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, and you know, I, I'm lyrical, not. Hey, look, the way I see it, the way I and 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 I agree with you. People are, I I'll say it. Yeah. People are way too fucking touchy about right. this stuff anymore. It's art, and I get it. Like hardcore's real, you know. Like it's got to be real, you know. Whatever, but at the end of the day, you can't dictate to an artist. Yeah, exactly. I didn't write this su- fucking song. Yeah, and and you can't dictate to an artist how they're supposed to express themselves. Yeah, you know, like they're gonna say some off the wall shit if they if they feel that, and you know, as far as not being politically correct or not being you know, appealing to whatever's popular right now. If you have an emotion that you're trying to get out, right? You know, like your number one emotion in hardcore is aggression. That can yeah. manifest in a lot of different ways. That can manifest in, you know, like frustration of like the class that you're in. That can mm-hmm. manifest in frustration from a bad relationship you're in. That can manifest in all sorts of things. I'm imagining, I haven't heard this yet, but I'm imagining it's probably going to be a bad relationship. Yeah. Since well, the and, it, and the whole thing is like, like, the fact that you even have to, like, talk about this now. Yeah. Like, obviously, domestic violence is not fucking cool. And I, you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. We're, we're all adults. We know that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I'll put the disclaimer out. You know, if people don't like it, don't listen to it. Well, you know, I, I guess I guess in today's day it's worth saying. But at the same time, you know, I, I do hope that we can get back to a place where... And I'm not saying, I hope we can get back to a place where we can talk about beating up women. You know? <laughs> But you can get back to a place where, like, you know, shit can be expressed artistically. Like, the dude isn't beating up a woman. Right. He's, he's fucking expressing himself in a way. Nobody was bitching when the Marshall Mathers LP came out. <laughs> right. Okay? Yeah. You know, everybody loved that shit. And for some reason, like, there's... Another point to that is, like, there's a lot of this stuff that's still very prevalent in, like, hip-hop. Yeah. You know, that is completely okay right in one type of music but in another type of music it's it's yeah it's such a weird you know like in death hypocrisy. metal like you can talk about chopping somebody up into pieces exactly listen to any <laughs> like, cannibal corpse song yeah and you know they're not they're not fucking anybody with a knife right you know like you listen come on. to cattle decapitation oh yeah yeah you know exactly I mean? like read yeah that exactly things. like come on it's it's art yeah and you know so i don't know i mean maybe that does need to be said just just for the sake of you know i think and it's funny, too, because, like, everybody I talk to agrees on that point. They all think everybody needs to lighten up, you know? Like, right. everybody, everybody, I always unanimously hear the same thing. So I don't know who the people are that are super offended by all this stuff. The internet's a wild place, You know man. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and, but anytime I talk to anybody, anybody about it, you know, a, a conservative or a liberal or a, anybody yeah. across the spectrum of whatever you believe, they all unanimously say people are too sensitive. People need to lighten up. Everybody right. needs to chill out. Chill the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> so let's chill out and listen to some let's Grimlock. Let's chill out and listen to some Grimlock. And before we do, real quick, I do just want to take it out. Um, you know, thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Um, I, I really appreciate you taking some time before you head out to the show today. Uh, it's really cool to sit down and, and chat with you. I haven't seen you since, uh, what well, was New Jersey when we went oh, to yeah. that departed show. Yeah. When it was cold as fuck. It was really, really cold. Yeah. Um, it was miserable. Yeah. It's a good, cool got, show though. Yeah. It was a cool show. Shout I out Purgatory. Did you, did you? Yeah, dude. That was, that was the seven. Yeah. They're so good, man. Me. I mean, Bushido so killed it. Yep. I didn't stay for departed. 
Um, did you? No, did you st- I didn't. You didn't stick around? No. I didn't. Too far to drive. Yeah, exactly. You Driving know, like, back to D.C. Yeah, we had like five hours on the road that night. So, you know, but um, I was, I think I, I think I left after Purgatory played, but they just, they were just absolute bonkers. Yeah. Ballistic. Yeah, they're great. Um, you know. That new release is insane. Yeah, yeah. Super good. I know. I, I still, it's still on my rotation. Um, other than that. You know, keep your eyes open for some new Watcher. Yeah, it's coming slowly but surely. It's coming. Yeah. Yep. Any any other plans in the works? You got some shows. I think the... after this after this next show, well, tonight's show, and then the Brooklyn show, we're gonna chill out on shows for a little bit, mm-hmm. solidify the songs we have, and write a couple more. And then the goal is to get into the studio fall, and then um, you know the deal with pressing. Like pressing yeah. is the big linchpin and everything right now, yeah. and we're trying to do vinyl. Um, well, we will be doing vinyl. Yeah. So. Who knows? I'm I'm shooting for, and this is a very shooting from the hip. I'm gonna try to do like early spring, maybe okay. early summer. Yeah. Um, but we'll see, man. Who knows? The word is right now that the earliest you can get stuff out is like March. Yeah. You know, right like on vinyl. So I don't know. That was I was gonna do an episode about that, but I might as well. I mean, if you've made it this far into the show, you know, you get to hear my little the episode I was gonna do. Um, but I, I was going to talk about how the show is kind of taking a a little bit of a slow turn right now because there just isn't vinyl coming out. Yeah. You know, and, and I was going to do this, you know, like I talked to, to Mario and I talked to soda from fast break and I talked to, um, a couple other people. Um, I was in talks with some journalists that wrote an article about it too. And I was going to have this whole like report about this issue and I ended up, de- I decided not to do it ultimately because um, I'm, I'm too cynical about the issue. Yeah. I think that the problem is that uh, the pressing plants prioritize mainstream music because the contracts are mm-hmm. bigger. It's business. Business is business. I get it. Yep. But I didn't want to put out a 20 minute episode yep. of me just bitching and ranting. Josh Buck and I just be. had this conversation last week. Yeah. So, yep. You know, and that's all it would be. It would just be me being angry and I don't want to be that guy on the mic. But, um, you know, ultimately what it comes down to is hardcore got shelved. Hardcore is going to have to wait to get pressed. And, you know, if you're out there um, and you're listening to this and you have the resources to do lathe cuts or you have the resources to, you know, buy a printing press or whatever, there is an underground market Mm -hmm. that you can sell to, you know, the business is there. You just have to go out and you have to be the go-getter and and do the labor because there's a lot of labels out there right now who are high and dry. There's a band, a bunch of bands who are hung out to dry because they can't get their stuff pressed. Right. You know, like because Taylor Swift put out a new album, (laughs) you know, T Sweezy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and like I said, I mean, I get it. Business is business. Yeah, you know, that is what it is. Um, another piece of it was that, you know, Jack White apparently bought up a bunch of pressing plants. Oh, really? From what I hear. I don't know the details, mm-hmm. you, you know, but uh, and he he a couple years ago, he bought up a bunch of pressing plants and, you know, he has industry contacts. You know, he gets contracts mm-hmm. with higher ups in the industry that, you know, they're they're gonna go to market before a hardcore band. I mean, hey, good on him because he saw the vinyl boom and he yeah, capitalized. So. Exactly like that, and that that's just, smart. Like I said, so if you're 
if you're looking for the opportunity, if you're out there listening to that, there is an opportunity for you to be that guy. Yeah. You know, and and I know that uh, there's a lot of differing opinions on capitalism and things like that, but that's how it works. The opportunity's there right now. There's a lot of bands out there that want to go to market. There's a lot of bands out there that want to press. You could be that person doing it. I wish it could be me. You know, I wish I I wish I had the resources to get into it because I know exactly who I would hit up. Yeah. I know exactly what I would do and I would get I would get it in writing and I would get it done. And and you know, hardcore would be able to be producing more vinyl. Right. You're gonna see it in the future. There's gonna be a dark age kind of in vinyl pressing for hardcore where like there's all these bands seven inches, seven inches, seven inches, and then it just drops off for mm-hmm. like a year and a half. And then it picks back up somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, these things always seem to work themselves out, but this is what happens. Yeah. So, you know, this is this is just where we're at with that. Um so you said, like like you said, uh, you could expect a new watcher to be yeah. out probably by spring. Yeah, it should be spring. Cool. Very cool. All right. Well, hey, thanks again, man. I really <laughs> appreciate it. I'm glad. We've been talking about doing this yeah, for months. Yeah, for a minute. And um, I always blew you off, and I was like, dude, I'm not interesting. I don't have anything to talk about. No, no. <laughs> it's it's it's. This is uh, what I want. I, and, and being able to sit down in person. Sure. I love doing the Zoom calls. It's great. It's convenient for people who are far away. But this is awesome. Yeah. You know? So thank you very much again. Absolutely, man. Um, I hope you guys have a great show tonight. And yeah. And good luck on the uh, EP. Thanks, buddy. All right. Here it is. Uh, well, before, real quick, too, let's plug Watcher. Where, where can uh, our listeners find you? Uh, on Instagram. I think it's... I think it's just Watcher PA Hardcore. Um, yeah, that's like the only social we really use. We have a Twitter, we have a Facebook, we don't, but we don't use them. Yeah. So just look us up on Instagram. Bandcamp's the same thing. Watcher PA Hardcore, um, and then it's on all the streaming. All right. And uh, I'm like Batman. I only have one rule, and that is vinyl only on the show. So yeah. as soon as Watcher is on yeah, vinyl, yeah, absolutely, you'll be back on here. And sure. We'll, we'll do the whole thing. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's all do it. All right. Uh, and in the meantime, we're going to listen to Grimlock to take you out. Thanks for listening to this and uh, happy Sunday.
closing in. Don't know where to begin. God, angry, angry all the time. Yeah, I, I, I.